morning, noon, and bite. It's buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Choose from a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage McGriddles, and hash browns. For lunch, enjoy a McDouble, McChicken, six-piece chicken McNuggets, and more. Buy one, get one for a dollar. You can get two of the same item or mix and match them. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer. Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitt's in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. Hey, y'all. What's up, what's up, what's up? I missed y'all. Y'all already know who it is. It's your girl, Ash. Y'all, welcome to another episode of Black Girl Interrupted. <sighs> I know, I know, I know, I know I told y'all that I was taking a break. I know I told y'all I was like, y'all know I got to get my mental together, but <sighs> I miss y'all. I miss being in front of the camera. I miss everything. So here I am tonight. Um, tonight is a special episode. Uh, y'all know how I go so hard for... Uh, Mental health. So, um, again, I know mental health is celebrated in September, I believe. I can't remember. All the dates, like, run so far together. But um, tonight is very special for me. Tonight is a, is a topic that um, we absolutely need to discuss because it is really ramping up in the Black community. It is totally being ignored and I need to continue bringing that to the forefront. So y'all already know how I get my episode started. You know, I always start off with my mental health check-in. So uh, here we go. We're doing a mental health check-in. And you already know, of course, y'all already know, y'all know I kick it off with videos. Um, Just a little encouragement. So just hold tight. Here we go. And we're going to get the show started. I don't care who you are. Life's going to punch you in the face. Sometimes life will take you to your knees. Sometimes you have to cry. Sometimes will hurt deep inside. In time of adversity, you don't have an obstacle to deal with. You have a choice to make. You can suffer or you can choose to do whatever you need to do to liberate yourself, whatever you need to do to reinvent yourself, whatever you need to do to overcome whatever you are stuck in right now. It does not have to be your residency. You keep standing. No matter how rough the sea, you keep standing. No matter what you don't give up, you keep standing. No matter what. You got to be bold in life, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not bold, if you're not standing up inside yourself, if you're not willing to call into being the highest and the strongest that's within you when you're facing life's challenges, life will trample you. 
But see, when you discover the truth of this goodness, this power that you have within you, that truth will set you free from ever being a victim in life. That truth will enable you to handle things with a level of equanimity that will surprise you. Getting unstuck means that you are going to start living life on your terms rather than just gliding through every day on automatic. That you have a special power within that you know that things are going to get better for you. You know that you can handle this. And because you want some different kind of results in your life, you've got to decide that I'm going to go all out. We decide which moments define us. Will it be the moment we get knocked down? Or will it be the moment when we get back up? This is when we show the world what we're made of. Listen to me, you can't give up. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But if life's got you down, I need you to get up and prove them wrong. We'll all be tested in life. Some of us later, damn it. Others find a way around the motherfucker. Family's inevitable. It's about keeping the motivation to keep moving forward on the same exact path that you just failed. People who operate in darkness, they are relentless. They never stop. And we have to make it our full-time job to fight back. You got to put your foot down. You got to get an attitude. You got to get fired up. You got to get up, look at the man in the mirror and go, this is what I'm doing today, whether they like it or not. I don't give a f***. Everybody's focusing on the stupidity things that they got on the news. Don't watch the news no more. I give you the real news. You know what the news is about today? You and how you're going to conquer the world. And don't be disturbed because no one else can see it. That's not unusual. You've got to learn how to tune out the critics outside and the critic inside. You need to change on how you look at those people, what they say to you. You got to start armoring your mind. Start preparing yourself for what's out here in life. Build confidence. Build self-esteem. So if people talk to you, it doesn't matter. That's great power in adversity. If you're a victim of any kind, make sure you use that sh to become successful. It's about going that extra step in front of the camp. That's what builds self-respect, self-esteem, self-discipline, all those things. Learn to not let life hijack your brain. Don't allow all these things to make you a lesser person. You must own your mind. Don't let life own yours. Everybody has a defining moment. Whatever your defining moment is, own it. And say to yourself, after today, I will do whatever it takes to become everything I can become. Raise the bar on yourself. Challenge yourself. Expect things to be great for you because you're going to show up differently. Fight like a warrior and die a legend. All right, all right, y'all. So welcome back. Like I said, welcome uh, to another episode of Black Girl Interrupted. Um, again, tonight's episode is very close and dear and very special to me. So as you guys know, when, when Black Girl Interrupted first started, you knew that this was a journey in regards to my healing and my mental health. Um so tonight's episode, I am addressing suicide. Yes, I've spoken on this before, but when it comes to mental health and it comes to suicide, 
we absolutely have to continue with this conversation. The rate of suicide in the Black community is steadily rising, and we are choosing to ignore it. So, again, you guys already know, whenever I do my show, you know I always have to start off with some type of motivational video, and I always have to do my mental health check-in because I want to know how y'all are feeling. Um, yes, today is Thursday, but how has your week been so far? Um, is it good? Is it bad? How are you feeling today on a scale of 1 to 10? 10 being the best, 1 being the worst, 5 being not too bad, but I'm not too good. Um, and y'all already know my inbox stays open, my DMs stay open. So at any moment you feel like you need to have a conversation, you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, anyone to turn to, y'all know my DMs are always, always open. So the reason I decided to come and do this episode tonight, um, my sister recently lost her niece a couple of days ago um, to suicide. And no one knows why. The family is left with a million questions. They're wanting to know why. What could they have done better? What can we do? Here comes the guilt. Um, when it comes to suicide, um, I do want to say this. It's not your fault. When a person has made up their mind that suicide is the way that they want to go, I won't say that you can't stop them or change their mind, but you do want to ask questions. Um, I know it may sound very insensitive, but you do want to ask. You want to ask those questions um, when you're dealing with a person that is suicidal. Um, but before we even jump into that, I want to first acknowledge um, all my loved ones, my supporters, my followers, everyone that, again, has been with me at the start, at the start of my journey. I really love and I appreciate you guys so much for everything that you guys do for the love that you continue to show me, for the support that you continue to show me. Um, it does not go unnoticed. Um, I absolutely appreciate that. Um, some days, I, I, you know, I need that. I need to hear, Ashley, you're doing a good job. And it's not so much affirmation, it's encouragement. You know, when, when a person comes and tells you they're proud of you, oh my God, I see you, you're doing a phenomenal job. That really helps a person along the way to continue a journey that they started on, that they have somewhat kind of strayed away from. Um, but again, before I even jump into the conversation, um, I want to dedicate tonight's episode to my mama. Um, many of you know uh, Nova Chapuy, who had been in my life for about 15 years, who was like a mother to me, who became like a, another grandmother to my children. Um, she passed away March the 10th um, due to lung cancer. Um, she was anybody that knew her. She never met a stranger. Um, she loved you as if you were one of her own. She never judged, you know, whatever she had, you had. She was just that type of woman. 
And I will say that I'm extremely blessed to have, again, I've had, I had her in my life about 15 years, maybe close to 15 years. Um, but I was blessed to have had her. When I met her, we instantly clicked um, and she just became my mom. She was like one of my biggest supporters in anything that I do. When I went back to school, she was there. She encouraged, she empowered, she uplifted. Um, even when I had conversations with her in regards to starting my podcast, you know, she was behind me a thousand percent. She figured, you know, that would help me. She said, you know, that would be a good thing for you to do. That would be a way for you to um, release. Um, that would be a way for you to let go of that pain and also a way for me to forgive myself. So um, I want to say to her, uh, no, I was not able to make it to your service, but I was able to watch it on YouTube. So I thank God um, for social media and them streaming um, the funeral service. I do want to say to you, uh, Miss Nova Delote Chef, we thank you um, for being here in my lowest moments. I do thank you for that. I appreciate you for loving me and not just loving me, but loving my children, accepting my children, loving my children as if they were your own grandchildren. Um, I just, I, I'm extremely, I'm just, I'm lost. Um, but I know it would be, it, it really would be selfish of me to still want you here. And I knew you were sick. Um, I thank God that I was able to talk to you one last time before you transitioned. Um, and I always remember you telling me you love me. Um, that was the last thing you said to me. Um, and I will hold on to that. I will carry that. I will cherish that. Um, but just know that I'm going to miss you so much. Um, and again, and to her children. Thank y'all so much. There's her. There she is. Um, thank y'all for sharing her with me. Um, and I'm just going to keep doing everything that I set my mind to. Um, so I'm back. My girl interrupted is back. I will officially um, return uh, April the 5th. Black girl interrupted will officially return. Um, because although she's not here, although my father is gone, I have to keep living. So um, I will be back, like I said, April the 5th, um, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Y'all know exactly where I'm going to be. Uh, Y'all know I'm on all the streaming platforms. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I am everywhere. Wherever you listen to your podcast, that, that is exactly where you can find uh Black Girl Interrupted. So, uh, but let me post a picture one more time. I just have to look at her face. I just want to say I love you so much. And again, thank you for just loving me. Thank you for believing in me. Uh, thank you for even seeing the growth in me. Uh, I'll miss our late night conversations. I will miss us talking about Medea's family reunion. I will miss all of that. Uh, but again, I'm very appreciative and I'm blessed. Uh, to have had you um, for as long as I did. So 
<sighs> I have a couple of comments. Look like a couple of comments came in. Hey, Javier. Hey, Sosa. I love you. I miss you so, 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 so much. Uh, thank y'all again for tuning in. So let me wipe my tears. Let's jump into tonight's conversation because when I tell you uh, this is a much-needed conversation, as I said, uh, so here we go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I do want to let you guys know, uh, trigger warning, um, again, tonight's conversation is about suicide. Um, so we're going to jump off with black people don't commit suicide. That's a white thing. The reason I selected that caption is because that's a narrative that has been painted for years and years and years and years and years, you know, um, hold up my sissy see. Hey, pretty girl. Let me have that neck girl. I know, I know, I know. I've, um, again, like I said, sis, you know, um, when the deceased go, we have to still keep living. So I have to continue on with my life. I have to keep living. Um, because their life stopped minded. Um, and I know I can hear my maneuver now. I can hear my daddy now and, and any of my loved ones that I've lost along the way. I can hear them telling me, Ashley, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, you help a lot of people. So, um, but I do appreciate you guys, uh, working with me and bearing with me and understanding, uh, that I had to take a break. I, mentally, I had to get it together. Um, I felt myself going back down that rabbit hole. Um, let me take this banner off and then we could go back into it. Because like I say, we're still doing our mental health check-in. Um, but I felt myself dwindling down. I felt myself going back into that dark place. Um, and I knew that's not where I wanted to be. I knew that's not the route I wanted to go. Um, I did reach out to my primary care physician. I did go see him on Monday, um, because he's concerned about my weight gain. Again, he was like, you were doing so good. You, you were losing the weight. Now I've gained it back. What is going on? Um, and I had to explain to him, I'm depressed. Um, I felt myself going back again, like I said, back into that dark space. I felt it. Um, and I thank God for pulling me and, and putting me back where I needed to be, which is in front of this camera and being positive, not just for me, but for everyone in the world. Again, you know, like I told you on my last episode, I know my purpose. Um, and that is to be the voice for the voiceless, you know, for the ones that, excuse me, that suffer in silence for the ones that are afraid to speak, for the ones that are afraid to share. I want y'all to know that I'm just like you. Um, I hurt. I cry. I get sad. I do. I get angry. I do all of that. Um, and I also have to, I'm learning grace. Um, again, to allow myself to feel those emotions, to allow myself to hurt, to allow myself to grieve and not try to suppress um, my communication is getting better. Um, 
I am going to go buy a tablet um, and write. I'm going to start to write. Um, and I was told, even though it may not make sense to anyone else, as long as it makes sense to me, that's all that matters. Um, to help me channel my emotions. And I believe, you know, let me not say I believe. I know coming back into my safe space that I created, which is Black Girl Interrupted, will help along with my healing. You know, um, there's no time limit on, on when you heal. There's no expiration date on when you heal. There's no time limit on grief. Um, it's just a matter of me learning how to function in a world without the people that I love the most. You get what I'm saying? That are not here in the physical form. Let me see that. Um, so, so here we are. Um, again, I love you guys so much. I appreciate the support. So many doors are opening for me. Um, and I know I couldn't have done it without, without the grace of God. I know I couldn't have. I know I couldn't be where I am today without him. I know I couldn't be where I am today without y'all. Um, but most importantly, I couldn't be here today without myself. So, uh, I don't want to get all teary eyed again, you know? Um, but I just, I love you. I, I do. I can't stress that enough. Um, I thank God for the opportunities that are arising for me. Um, I did a, a, a podcast earlier today, uh, was able to collaborate. I have an interview coming up with, um, a magazine voyage magazine uh black girl interrupted is coming back april the 5th um and then i have another magazine that wants to do an interview with me as well so um a lot of doors are opening up so i appreciate y'all i love y'all so much um but i don't want to keep rambling on and keep and keep talking about me i want to really jump into the topic for tonight which is black people don't commit suicide that's a white thing Again, the reason why I selected that caption was because this is what we've been hearing for years and years and years. They, I've heard, oh, Black people, we don't get depressed. Suicide does not happen in our community, but it is. Suicide is on the rise. Um, as I told you guys before. Hey, let's get a GA. Hey, brother. I love, love, love you. Y'all, let me tell you something. Y'all go follow Let's Get It GA. He is under the same name on YouTube. Run him up. He does the NBA simulations with uh, basketball. Uh, he's just an awesome, amazing person. That's my brother. I love him, his wife. I can't wait to come to Atlanta so we can sit down and, and have lunch, brunch, dinner, whatever it is that we're going to do. I cannot wait. So y'all go follow my brother, Let's Get It GA. Um. But as I was saying, you know, when it comes to suicide, suicide is on the rise, especially in the black community. Um, just recently, we lost the former 2019 Miss America uh, winner, Miss Kesley, Chris, I, I hope I said her name right, Miss Kesley. And then Regina King lost her son, Ian, um, to suicide as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it's on the rise. And what can we do to curtail the problem? Again, that statement that I have posted, black people don't commit suicide, that's a white thing, that's false. We've had 
so many loved ones, so many celebrities that have committed suicide because mental illness is not being addressed. It's not being taken seriously. Um, and I don't know why. These conversations that I hold that I hold on Black Girl Interrupted are absolutely much needed. When it comes to mental health, we have to stop swooping it under the rug. We have to collectively come together and remove the stigma when it comes to mental health. I am the face of mental health. I am not ashamed. I'm not embarrassed to tell people that I suffer from depression. I do. I have attempted suicide not once, not twice, but three times because I felt I was in so much pain and I felt like the only way to get rid of the pain would be to, to end my life. But as you see, God said, I have a bigger plan and a bigger purpose for you, so I need you here. And I received that. But I do want you to know, suicide is an every color person's thing. But right now I'm addressing the black community because it's on the rise. It's not talked about enough. It's not stressed enough. And I feel the reason it's not talked about enough or it's not stressed enough, again, is because people, we're not taking it seriously. We tell one another, when a person comes to you and they tell you that they're feeling some kind of way or, or they have thoughts of suicide, we're not taking it serious. We're telling them, oh, ain't nothing wrong with you. Oh, girl, you're not going to kill yourself. Or boy, you're not going you ain't even got the guts to do it. We have to stop saying that and start taking it seriously. Because when you tell a person, oh, no, you're not going to do that, it's almost as if you're telling them you don't care if they take their life or not. So I, I want to address those particular things. I also have a few resources um, that I will post at the end, close to the end of the show, um, in regards to if you know someone who is battling depression, someone that has thoughts of suicide, someone that has may have had a conversation I'm going to provide those resources to you to pass along to that person and also give you tips on what you could do when you're speaking to someone who is contemplating suicide. Again, I chose this episode, I chose this topic tonight. Yes, I've spoken on it before, but I chose it again tonight because again, my sister's niece uh, committed suicide a couple of days ago. She was uh, 21 years old. Uh, had a, a three-year-old child and she ended her life. Um, so I'm here to bring it back to the forefront. I'm here to address it. Um, the increasing suicide rates in the black community and what we can do as a people, as a person, as a community to help curtail uh, and decrease the suicide rate. We want our, We want people to know that there are other ways to deal with the pain and not see death as the only option. So y'all, it's going to get heavy tonight, but y'all know your girl is built for it. I'm ready. Um, I do want to run a clip for you guys in regards to the rates of suicide amongst the black community. And then I want to come back and I want to discuss whatever we have seen in the video. So here we go.
Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. This creaky old photo album holds some of Fabian Wood's most cherished memories, those of his mom, DeAndrea. Is that you and your mom? Yes. I probably was about two years old in that picture. The oldest of two boys, Fabian was close to his mom, who he describes as a sweetheart, helping anyone she could. I can remember many nights of her just talking on the phone and you know, talking to a friend, you know, just being supportive, you know, just being that beacon that people can lean upon. While a pillar for others, Dee struggled with her own mental health, including depression and isolation. Fabian says the family was trying to get her to a safe place when she took her life in 2010. I wasn't expecting that whatsoever. We think that mental distress and mental illness and um, mental fatigue looks a certain way. And if we, if it's not looking just like that, then you know, it's not, it's not there, it's not present. Fabian's personal tragedy is part of a much larger, troubling trend. According to a recent research paper in the medical journal JAMA, suicides among African Americans spiked 30% between 2014 and 2019, even as rates dropped among their white peers. Experts say decades of poverty, violence, and unequal access to things like health care, education, even healthy food, have increased the risk for suicide in the black community. We feel it physically in our bodies, and that comes out as like hypertension and diabetes and obesity. We're not well emotionally because of having limited access to those things that so many people take for granted. The impact is even more startling among black children who are now nearly twice as likely to take their own lives as white kids, according to a 2018 study. When we look at black children who are also seeing the same acts of violence that we as adults see, both from law enforcement and from neighborhoods, neighbors in their community, all of those things can cause serious psychological harm. Mental health care is often the best buffer against suicidal thoughts, especially for children who are still developing the skill set to combat such emotions. But studies have shown that those services are least accessible to people of color. Mental illness also still carries a stigma within the black community, where it is viewed as a weakness. The black men, the black women as well, even more actually, has been taught, there's even a sense of pride in being very, very, very resilient. Those make it hard to have a dialogue. Fabian Wood is working to break through that barrier. He's dedicated his life to raising awareness around suicide in the black community. 
the best way, he says, to honor his mother's memory. Tony Waterman, CGTN, Austin, Texas. So looking at that video and hearing the statistics and hearing the reasoning with suicide is absolutely the truest, and I know that's not even a word, um, is, is the most honest thing that I've heard. You know, we, as, as a Black community, as an African-American community, we're seeing our Black men, Black women, Black boys, and Black girls killed at higher rates due to police brutality, um, us killing one another, uh, again, poverty, you know, health care. And as, and as they stated, depression comes in all forms and it trickles and it affects our health. You have a lot of people that, that deal with mental illness that are emotional eaters. So in tune, here comes the obesity. You're, you're overweight, you're obese. In tune, that puts you at a higher risk for heart issues, for diabetes, strokes, depression, mental illness. If you've ever watched any of the shows, like for example, you had the show My 600 Pound Life. If you listen to some of the people that are on the show when they talk about how they got to be four or five or 600 pounds, 700 pounds, 800 pounds, trauma, issues in their lives that they didn't address, things that they chose to suppress, mental health. We don't talk about it. And, and I say this all the time. We've always been taught and conditioned to pray it away. And, and again, I don't want anyone to feel like that I'm against God because I absolutely believe in God. But sometimes prayer is not always enough. Sometimes you do need that unbiased person to come in and, and mediate for you. You get what I'm saying? To listen to you, to be your journal, your diary, whatever you want to call it. This is why we have to remove the stigma around mental health. It's real, y'all. You know what I'm saying? It's real. I know it's real. I suffer from it. When I went to the doctor Monday, my doctor gave me medication for my depression. I've yet to go get the prescription filled because I want to be able to work through this holistically and not with the pharmaceutical company's help. You get what I'm saying? Because I'm tired of making these pharmaceutical companies rich. Um, because when you start to take these medications, and I'm and again, I, I don't want anyone to feel like I'm not for it or I'm, I'm against it. To each his own. Whatever works for you. You do what works for you. If medication works for you, whatever. You do what's best for you, but I can only speak for me. I don't want medication. I want to be able to get through my issues sober. I want to be able to get through without the alcohol. I want to be able to get through without the cigarettes and whatever altering drugs that I, that I elected to take to deal with my depression. I want to be able to get through this naturally. So again, it's time for us to address suicide. You know, it's time for us to remove that stigma. 
the suicide rates are they are rising so extremely but y'all not ready to have that conversation we just saw Regina King lose her only son at the age of 27 to suicide we just saw Miss Chesley I hope I said pronounced her name correctly. Let me post a picture. But if I have a couple of comments too. Oh, thank you. My cousin says you are so beautiful, sweetie. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm William Pitts' daughter, girl. Yes. Let's get it. GA says, love you too, sis. So, so proud of you. Keep being great. Absolutely. Great is all I know now. Um, So I have to keep drilling that in my head to continue to be great. I have to keep putting that in my head and telling myself that I'm great, even on those bad days. Um, but yes, but when it comes to Miss Chesley, she was Miss USA. I, I believe 20, she was uh, Miss USA in the year 2019. Everyone's looking at her. Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. What could have been so wrong with her? It looked like she had the whole world. At her, on her, at her, on her show, you know, everything. Like she had the world at her feet. But in reality, this young lady was suffering from mental illness. And ended up taking her life. Let's address the elephant in the room. I want to address the increase in suicide rates in the black community. I want to address that first. I want to discuss that. Why is that happening? Not only are we still dealing with a pandemic, we're still uh, dealing with poverty. We're dealing with police brutality, racism. We're dealing with a lot. We're dealing with a lot of the pressures in the world and we don't know how to handle that. When COVID-19 came and the world shut down, it became chaotic. Parents had to be parents. Parents had to be teachers. Parents had to do everything. People were losing jobs. People were being evicted from their homes. Cars were being repossessed then your mental illness comes into play because now you're trying to figure out how am I going to make ends meet? I got to feed my babies. Kids were, were, were moved to being homeschooled. I don't have the money to pay the, to pay the, the, the cell phone bill or the internet bill, the pressure. So we figured an easy way out is to just end the pain. Forgive me for saying this. I think suicide is selfish. And again, y'all, this a uh, trigger warning. Trigger warning. Let me let me go ahead and put it out there. Trigger warning. To me, I think it's selfish because you're only thinking about you, and you're not thinking about the people around you. But then, in the same breath, I understand. 
you got this pain that just won't go away no matter what you do. So you figure the only way to get rid of the pain is to end my life. But not taking into consideration the people that you leave behind, the people that you're hurting because of a decision that you made. And again, y'all, this is just my opinion, you know, and I can only, I'm only speaking for me. So I don't want anyone to feel like I'm singling people out or I'm calling people out. I'm only speaking of my experience um, with my suicide attempts. Um, but I felt like that was the only way I felt like my children would be better out, would be better off without me because of all the pain that I had caused them. And I wanted to end their pain. So in tune, let me end my life out in their pain, not knowing that I was creating a much worse situation for my children by even thinking that. So I say that to say, give yourself the grace. Talk to somebody. Because we, we have to curtail this. Because the rate in the black community when it comes to suicide. Let me post this right here. Let me move this banner out the way. I do apologize, you guys. So let me and let me so you guys can see. So it says, suicide risk among black youth is up. The risk factor for black boys, and they're getting younger by the days. They're, they're as young as seven, six, eight years old. The risk factor when it comes to black boys and even black girls or black men and black women, to me, I believe they're the same. The exposure to violence, the incarceration, the access to guns. The biggest one is the lack of access or utilization of mental slash behavioral health services. We lack that in our community. They don't provide the resources that we need in regards to mental health. They just do not do that for us. Another risk factor is the mental health stigma. You're afraid of, of you know, they tell people, oh, you're crazy. You're not crazy. Stop listening to what the world says when they say, oh, she's just crazy. No, she's got some pain that she needs some assistance with. Or he's got some pain that he needs assistance with. You're not crazy at all. And I'm telling you, you're not crazy. Another risk factor for black boys. And again, I feel like this applies to black women, black men. Black girls, depression, anxiety. Again, I stated it, the racism, the prejudice, the discrimination. We deal with that every day. We have, And when, it, when I say we deal with it every day because we have to sit down and have these conversations with our children when they go out into the world, we have to tell them what to do, what not to do when you're approached by the police officer. Don't do this, don't do that. That takes a toll on your health, on your mental and then substance use. We're seeing an increase of people taking pills. We're seeing an increase of people 
searching for that high that they can't take. They're dying from fentanyl overdoses. It's a risk. And if you look at the numbers down at the bottom, suicide is the third leading cause of death among black males ages 15 to 24. That's a lot. The third leading cause. Not the 10th, not the 30th, but the third leading cause of death when it comes to black boys. And again, I feel like this statistic applies to black girls, black men, and black women. Again, it's 1.2 times higher rates of attempted suicide by black males than by white males. So we have these black men that are attempting suicide, whether they're swallowing pills, whether they become cutters, whatever it is they're trying to do to help ease the pain. 1.2 times higher. Then we're two times higher. The rates of suicide in black boys is two times higher in the youth ages 5 to 12 than white youth ages 5 to 12. Listen to those numbers, y'all. Listen to that. Do you hear this? Do you see what I'm saying to you? It's right, And it's steadily increasing. So it's up to us. We've got to get out and we've got to find the resources. We've got to start taking mental health seriously and stop acting like it's a game because it's not a game. This could be your child. Regina King, again, lost her only child, 27 years old, to suicide. We don't know what was going on behind closed doors. We don't know if... if she was seeking help if he was in therapy. We don't know that. All we know is that he had been suffering from mental illness for some years and ended his life. So again, let's continue addressing the high suicide rates in the black community. The increasing rates, let me, let me rephrase that, the increasing rates of suicide in the black community. Why are we not talking about this? Why is this not a topic of the of conversations? Why is this not posted on your social media? Why are we not advocating to curtail and decrease the suicide rates in the black community? I'm going to say this. If we could get on social media, if we can get on Facebook and we could share twerking videos, we could share TikTok videos or whatever else it is you're sharing, People arguing about where Deshaun Watson is going to go. Is he going to go to Atlanta? Is he going to go to New Orleans? Is he going to go to Carolina? God bless you, Deshaun, whatever. But we have bigger issues we need to start addressing. And that's suicide. Mental health. Mental illness in the black community. That's what we need to address. We need to start addressing what can we do as a community. To help people. What can we do? Looking at. This is a map from 2020. Let me move this banner out of the way. And this says. 
13.4% of the U.S. population identifies as Black or African American. And of those, over 16% reported having a mental illness in the past year. Again, follow the chart, y'all. That is over 7 million people. Black people. That's more people than the populations of Chicago, Houston, and Philadelphia combined that have reported having mental illness in the past. In the past year, let me see that. Again, we only represent 13.4% of the U.S. population. And that's over 7 million people. And only 16% have reported having a mental illness in the past year. That's so sad. So disheartening. And no one's talking about it. We need to address that. We need to discuss that. We need to keep having these conversations. We could potentially be saving a life. We could, me having this conversation right now, I could be potentially saving someone's life right now. Because I'm letting them know that it's okay. That you got, that you have somebody to talk to. I'm going to post those resources. I want you to get the help that you so desperately need and deserve because I don't want your life to end. I want to be able to help you find your purpose. I found mine, you know, being the voice for the voiceless, being able to get in front of this camera and be able to share stories and have conversations about things that we don't talk about to help the black community. So again, let's, let's continue addressing the increasing suicide rates in the black community. Again, my sister's niece took her life. And she's absolutely devastated, but she's questioning. What could I have done better? You know, her mother is saying that also. What could I have done better? You know, how could I not see? We see. We know a lot of times we just choose to ignore. Um, a lot of us. We don't want their pain because we have enough going on in our lives. But then when that person's life ends, then it's, oh, well, I should have, or I could have, or I would have. Now, now is the time that you need to start reaching out to your loved ones, your friends, whomever. It takes 30 seconds to send a text. Hey, I'm thinking about you today. I love you. Call me if you need me. Send them a message on Facebook. Post on their Facebook page. Hey, love you. Just checking in with you. Call me if you need me. We have to start being available for people. Yes, we have our own issues. And yes, we do need to set up those boundaries. But it's okay for you to reach out to someone you know that you haven't heard from. Like they say, check on your strong friend. 
I can literally count on one hand the number of people that call and check on me to make sure I'm good. Outside of my honey, my sisters call me. Hey, sis, you okay? You feeling all right today? My 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 baby, he he he'll call and he'll say things like, tell me something good today. And I do the same for him. And that's what you need. You need that support. You need to know that you're not alone. You need to not feel alone because you can feel very isolated, you know, uh, and feel like you're alone in the world. You can feel like you don't have anybody to turn to. So we tend to hold things in. Again, I'm only speaking for me and what I do. And it's not so much as me putting burden on people. I've just been burned so many times that I just choose to hold it in. But now I'm learning to, when people are asking me how I'm feeling, I'm learning to say, well, let me tell you about my day to day. Man, today is this day, it's that day. And today was better than yesterday or yesterday was better than today. You know, I'm learning to open up. I'm also learning uh, to open up for other people and allow them to reach out to me and contact me. And I don't say anything. I, how you feeling? And once they go, I'm, I'm silent. And I keep the conversation about them. Because I want them to know that you have a safe space with me. That if you're feeling suicidal or you're feeling alone or you're feeling isolated or, or whatever the situation is, what can I do to help you get out of that hole? You get what I'm saying? So I, I love the circle that I have around me. I love those little, that handful of people because, again, I can count on one hand the number of people that check on me. One of them is in the comments. But we have to start creating those circles, those safe circles, those safe spaces where a person is able to come and vent without the fear of being judged. And that's another reason why people don't talk is they don't want to be judged. They don't want you to, and, and this is done, and I've seen it, where you go back and you say, girl, yes, so-and-so going through it over there, girl, yes, she da-da-da, this, that, and a third. We have to stop doing that. Because, see, now you're making the person feel isolated. You're making the person feel as if they're not safe to express to you how they're feeling for fear that you're going to run and, and joke about it. Like it becomes funny to you. You're ridiculing the person. And that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. Another thing, and, and it was not mentioned um, in regards to addressing the increasing suicide rates, bullying. Cyber bullying. That's one of the things that I haven't seen anyone address in a long time, and that's cyber bullying. I've been in some spaces where I have seen people just be horrendous to people. And I keep telling them all the time when I go in these spaces, y'all going to stop playing with people because you don't know that person's mental state. You don't know if that person is a bullet away from ending their life. You don't know if they are a car ride away from ending their life, or you don't know if they're a pill away from ending their life. 
I see a lot of doxing going on. Again, a lot of cyberbullying. I see a lot of, I've heard people tell other people, oh, go kill yourself. The world is not going to miss you. You don't know this person's mental state. So that's another reason the suicide rate is increasing in the black community is the cyberbullying. We're, cons we're consistently tearing one another down. Stop. Because you don't know what that person's mental state is. Again, do you understand? We're in a pandemic. We were locked down for, for damn near a year. We couldn't move and do anything we wanted to do. That took a toll on people's mental. So to have someone consistently tearing you down and you're already down, that's enough to make anyone want to end their life. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and liquor. Just open the app, find what you want, and it's at your door in under 60 minutes. Drizzly also lets you shop from multiple stores in your area and compare prices on thousands of products. Right now, Drizzly is giving new customers $5 off their first order with code FAST5. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com. And use code FAST5 for $5 off your first order. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. That's a, again, that's another increase of suicide in the black community is that cyberbullying. And then the pressures of social media to be like this person, to look like this person, to have this like this person. All of that plays a factor in your mental health. So I tell people all the time, take that, take that, man, take that social media break. I did it. I took the break because again, I wanted to make sure that if I'm going to be presentable to you, I had to be presentable to me. Which means I had to not only take care of my physical, but I had to take care of my mental and my emotional. I had to do that. Self-love, baby. Self-care. Be selfish with yourself. Be selfish with your feelings. Set those boundaries. You need that. You need to take a break. Your real true friends not going to question why they haven't spoken to you in a few days. No, let me let me let me let me let me correct myself on that. Your real friends are going to check on you if they ain't heard from you in a few days. They're going to pick up that phone and call or they're going to send a text and say, "Hey, up, uh, hold up. Ash, I ain't heard from you good over there." Your real friends those associates and the ones that you thought were friends don't care one way or another if they talk to you or not. But those real true friends going to pick up that phone. Hold up, wait. I ain't heard from Ashley in a few days. Ah, let me let me check on her. What's, ain't like you. You know, same with let's get it GA. If I ain't seen a post, I'm going to hit my brother up. Bro, hey, bro, I ain't seen him. What's up? You good over there? Y'all straight? My sister Javet. I don't hear from her for a couple of days because she'll call. I ain't hear from her whole about. 
I'm calling. Bitch, you okay over there? Why well, ain't heard from you? Do I got to, do I got to act like Brian Nichols over there? I need to know. And that's what we have to start doing. You get what I'm saying? You start checking on your friends. It takes 30 seconds out of your day. It's not going to kill you. To reach out to somebody and see how they're feeling. You get what I'm saying? It's not going to hurt you. Hey, goody boy. Thank you, sweetheart. Sending peace and love back to you as well, sweetie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so as I move on into the next question for tonight, um, as I go into the warning signs and symptoms of suicide, I do have another video I do want to play. Um, and then I want to go into being able to recognize the signs and the symptoms of a person that's contemplating suicide. So, y'all, this is heavy, y'all. Heavy, 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 heavy. So here we are. Here's another video. In the U.S., Black children under the age of 13 are twice as likely to die by suicide than white children. It felt like people were looking down on him. So we buried him this high, so when they had to come and see him, they always had to look up. And experts aren't entirely sure why this deadly disparity is happening. Mental health does play a big part. We need more support and awareness. We got to break the cycle. Over the past decade, suicide attempts among Black children rose 92%. On January 19th of 2019, 10-year-old Seven Bridges was one of those children. Seven was a blessing to everybody that met him. From the day he was born, he was always the star and didn't know it. Tammy Charles is Seven's mother. She alleges that physical abuse and racist slurs at school harmed her son's mental state. So throughout 2019, she used Facebook to document her son's struggles. Despite their visits to the school, Tammy and her husband Donnie claim Seven's bullying continued. They believe the bullying prompted Seven's suicide after Tammy found her son dead in his bedroom. I started CPR on my baby. I did the proper compressions. I breathed into his mouth, and I had been drinking coffee. And as I began the compressions again, I could smell the coffee come back out of his lungs. I knew then that my son was dead. As Tammy sat at the hospital, dealing with the aftermath of Seven's death, she wanted only one thing. I just want to see him before you take him, before you do an autopsy, before you embalm him, let me see my baby. A 2019 study found that children who died by suicide were more likely to be black and male. Two years after her 11-year-old son's death, Natalia Chambers is still searching for answers. I dealt with mental health, and I seen the signs of my son and I didn't even know. When my son passed away and hung himself, I just couldn't believe it. And I think, how do they think of this and how do they do it? Chamber, did you 
Yes, talk. Rylan was yeah. my best friend. He was an honor roll student. He was a basketball player. He was a tutor for his school. He was just a good all around perfect kid. A 2019 study found that suicidal ideation, which is when someone thinks about or plans a suicide attempt, decreased between 1991 and 2017 for children of all races. But when researchers took a closer look and surveyed children, they found that suicide attempts for Black kids rose 73%. Experts suspect many factors, including a relative lack of mental health care access. In some cases, there may be a link with abuse and trauma. But the list goes on. After all, there's no single cause for suicide. Dr. Michael Lindsay is the leader of the Emergency Task Force on Black Youth Suicide and Mental Health. From a policy perspective, we are doing what it takes to get mental health professionals in every school, not just a one professional, but proportionate to the number of kids in a school. The Congressional Black Caucus originally tapped Dr. Lindsay to head the task force in 2019 in an effort to combat the growing number of suicides among Black youth. We need education campaigns. We need those who have been impacted by the issue, celebrities or athletes, entertainers, to speak openly about their struggles and how they got connected to care. We miss you, buddy. Everybody misses you. Losing their sons is one of the hardest things that will ever happen to Tammy and Natalia. What makes it harder still is that no one knows exactly why this is happening to so many Black children like Seven and Rylan. In the meantime, both mothers are trying to define what it means to heal. I got his name on me. I want to get his face. I miss my son so much. For Tammy and Nataya, a part of their healing was creating organizations that spread awareness and support parents who've lost their children to suicide. I don't even know how I'm still here telling my story, but I know this is my job. This is what I got to do. If I can spare any parent grieving or any child just one, that would make me so happy. That's that's what I really want to do. People like me, the survivors, the families and friends, that suicide has touched our life, and what do we do? How do we move forward? There's no right or wrong answer, and there's no path to it, but at least we can talk about it together. We lend our voice, we lend our hearts, we lend our hugs. That was deep. I remember years ago, back in 2006, 
I was working at a office depot and a lady that worked with me had two children. She had a son and a daughter. And at the time her son was seven and I believe her daughter was four. He, he may have been like seven or eight at the time. And uh, he was being bullied. Mom had been back and forth to the school. She had gone to the school district, everything. They did nothing. They were calling her son a, a faggot, you know, all types of racial epithets, everything they were throwing at her son. He was the cutest little thing in the whole wide world. And one day he came home from school. Made wonderful grades. He said, oh, mom, I'm going upstairs to go do my homework. She says, okay, I'm going to cook dinner. So when she finished cooking dinner, she sent the sister upstairs, you know, to tell him, come on, it's time to eat. And when the sister opened the door, and at the time, I, I, I want to say she was like four. And when she opened the door, her brother was hanging in the closet by his belt. He had hung himself. Seven years old. Had been bullied. Mom had been back and forth to the school. She had back and forth with the school district. And still nothing was done. So when it comes to suicide, again, we have to stop sweeping it under the rug. We have to start addressing these types of situations head on. One of the biggest issues, as was stated in that video and the previous video, was the lack of resources in the black community in regards to mental health. Why? Why the decrease in funding for mental health? Why? With everything we have going on in the world, baby, when I tell you, we need all the resources that we could get. We have to save our community. We have to save our boys and girls and, and men and women that are committing suicide at alarming rates. We have to save them. And what better way to do that than to provide the resources that they need to get them the health care that they need. I will say this and I stress this and then we're going to go into the warning signs and symptoms of a person that's contemplating suicide. You need to get up off your ass. And I'm just going to say it. And you need to start going to these town hall meetings. You need to start speaking about what we need. We need more resources when it comes to mental health. Especially in the African American community. If they could put liquor stores on every corner, if they could put a Waffle House on every corner, if they could put this and that in the third on every corner, we need the resources when it comes to mental health. We, we need it. We need to push for that. We need to advocate for that. If we could get up and we could advocate for bullshit, start advocating for things that really truly matter. And that's healthcare. That is access to mental health resources. They lack that. They don't provide that. 
but for the white community, oh, they have all the access and the resources in the world when it comes to mental health, but not to us. But again, that video said suicide had increased 73% in the black community. If I go back and, and, and I show that map, I'm sorry, that picture, it says 13.4% of the U.S. population identifies as Black or African American. And 16% of those reported having mental illness in the past year. And they say 13.4%, that's over 7 million people. 16% of those people have reported having mental illness in the past year. And that says more people than the populations of Chicago, Houston, and Philadelphia combined. Anyone that knows Chicago is the second largest city. Houston is the, no, I'm sorry. Chicago is the third largest city. Houston is the fourth. So that's a lot of people that are suffering from mental illness with no resources. And then you wonder why the suicide rate is so high, why it's increasing in the black community. But yet, no one wants to do anything about it. So what can we do? What can we do? Hey, Crack Kids Gaming. Hey, peace and love to you too, sweetheart. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, stopping in and tuning in with me tonight. But what can we do as a community? One of the things that we need to do is we need to start recognizing the warning signs and symptoms of suicide. When a person starts to be withdrawn, when you see a person's increase in substance abuse, whether it's alcohol, whether it's pills, whatever, when you start to see an increase, when you hear them say, oh, I'm going to kill myself, when they start having those conversations, that's your sign to say, you know what? I've got to step in. I've got to get this person some help. I've got to help this person. Stop writing it off as just talk. Because when a person starts saying that they want to die, they want to kill themselves, nine times out of ten, I'm pretty sure they sat down there and I'm pretty sure they're trying to map it out on how they're going to do this. Another sign to look for is when they start telling their loved ones they love them. When they start trying to tie up loose ends when they start distancing themselves, when they start to self-isolate, that's when you need to start worrying, you know. Uh, hey, brother. So y'all that y'all already know that is the Black Male Podcast. I hate that I jumped into his show so late tonight. I had another show prior to my show, brother. So that's why I jumped into your show late when I realized I was like, oh, hell, 
He's coming back. Black Male Podcast is coming back tonight. I cannot miss the episode, but I forgot I had a prior, I'm sorry, a prior um show. Uh so that's why. But I got my notification set. So I'm I'm back. I'm ready uh to collab. I need to talk to you. Um, because we need to do a collaboration with some young ladies that I did a show with tonight. Um, absolutely. It's always love. And anyone that's tuning in, anyone that's watching, y'all go follow the Black Male Podcast. He is on YouTube. He is on Facebook. But I want y'all to run his subs up on uh, YouTube, baby. Get his subs up. Let's get him to 100. Um, once we get him to 100, I want to work to get him to 200. And we got to keep pushing the Black Male Podcast. I want y'all to definitely stay tuned because me and the Black Male Podcast have some great collaborations that we are working on for 2022, and I'm so excited, and I cannot wait. So shout out to my brother. Thank you, Bubba. So, right, they start giving stuff away that they love, and again, um, they, uh, and, and my mind just totally went blank. It just totally went blank. Um. But again, another one of the signs and symptoms when it comes to uh, the warning signs and the red flags, when it comes to that, again, when they start having those conversations, even if it's in a joking manner, oh, yeah, I'm just going to kill myself. Uh, again, the increase in substance abuse, they start giving things away. They start uh, trying to tie up loose ends. Like they start, oh, I'm going to start writing on my will. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Uh, it's so many things, y'all. Um, and I had my little list, but I don't even know what I did with the piece of paper with the warning signs and symptoms of suicide. But those are red flags. Those are the things that we have to start paying attention to. Again, the one in particular, when a person starts to self-isolate, when a person starts to withdraw from the things that they used to like to do. Um, I There was a football player I cannot remember his name, but uh, he talked about it. You know, he, he spoke on losing his love and passion for the sport, you know. So when you're used to a person that is, is doing something that they really, truly love, but then they gradually start to withdraw, that's when you need to step in. You need to, you know, take heed. You need to pay attention and say, hey, are you okay? What's going on? Um. Another thing is uh, when you notice that their their appearance starts to go down, they're not taking care of their their uh, physical appearance. Let me say this, you know, maybe they're not showering like they used to. Maybe they're not getting their hair cut like they used to. They're just kind of whatever, you know, um, that's another sign of a person that uh, may be possibly contemplating suicide. So we need to start paying attention to those warnings, those signs, those symptoms, those red flags. Let me say that we need to start paying attention to the red flags and we need to step in. I'm not saying do not set your boundaries, but give them a safe space where they're able to come in and speak to you if they can't speak to anyone else. Because again, we want to curtail the increasing rate of suicide in the black community because it's on the rise. Again, we had Miss Ch Chesley, who was Miss America. And a lot of people, I saw a lot of comments in regards to her. How could she do this? You don't know the pressures 
of the world. You get what I'm saying on a person that starts to weigh down on a person. You don't know. Yes, they look so happy. They're smiling. They're, oh, yes. They're still interacting, but deep down, they're hurting. They're suffering. You know, so start to pay attention. Check on your strong friend. Like I say, it takes all the 10 seconds to send a text. Hey, sis, brother, whatever it is, I'm just checking on you. You're good over there. I love you. Call me if you need me, whatever it is. You get what I'm saying? And when that person, you're able to get that person in a space that, that you create that's safe, allow them to just control the conversation. Learn how to not turn the conversation about you. Let them vent to you. Let them unload to you. Let them unpack to you. And don't make it about you. So that's another way that we can, that we can learn to help a person that is battling some type of mental illness. If you know that they're not able, you look up the resources. Push and encourage them to go, but do it in a, in a healthy way. Don't tell them, oh, you better go. I'm going to encourage them to go. Give them a reason to go or reasons to go. Let them know, give them the, the strength and the encouragement to live and keep going. But again, you know, you still have to set your boundaries. So I don't want you to drain yourself while you're trying to pour into somebody else. So let me, let me put that disclaimer out there right now. Don't drain yourself trying to save somebody else. You get what I'm saying? I just wanted to put that out there. And the reason I put that out there is because I'm guilty of doing that. I'm guilty of pouring into other people. And while my cup was running empty, everybody else's cup was full. So learn how to learn how to maneuver and, and operate like that. Oh gosh. Uh I did want to put this up here really quickly. Uh when it comes to resources, let me move this banner out of the way. Maybe I'm jumping the gun too fast. But I am going to go back and I am going to repost this again. Um, there are a lot of uh, free mental health resources. Again, I will post this again, but I just wanted to put this out as we move into addressing, you know, going in. How do you talk to somebody that is contemplating suicide? So I wanted to post this up here. Um, these are... Uh, online services. So if you don't feel comfortable with going into the office because of COVID, um, if you made your home your safe space and you don't want to leave your safe space, here are a few uh, resources uh, that are online services that do offer free mental health resources. You have Join Real that does give you one month of digital therapy services for free. You have Talkspace that gives you one free month of online therapy for frontline medical workers. So anyone that's in the health um, healthcare industry, whether you're a nurse, a doctor, a CNA, LVN, LPN, whatever it is, that's a talk space gives you one free month of online therapy for your medical for the frontline medical workers. Um, you have Simple Habit app, which gives you access daily meditations free for one week. Uh, so if you need some type of meditation, that one. I also have another one called Balance that I use, I utilize for myself. Um, and I love that I've been using it for almost a year or maybe over a year. And it has helped me on some of those dark days. 
Um, you also have Headspace, which is a free subscription for healthcare professionals. Uh, you have Join Tempthis, uh, which is a free virtual sub sobriety support meeting. So if you know anyone that's dealing with any type of substance abuse, uh, alcohol abuse, uh, these are free virtual sobriety support meetings that will help you on your journey. Um, and then you have uh, NAMI Communicate, which is the National Alliance and Mental Health uh, on Mental Health Helpline. The phone number is posted. And then, of course, you have the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And, of course, the number is posted. And that does offer 24-7 support. So I will go back and I will post this again amongst some other um excuse me, some other resources that I've come up with, some links that I will post um, in regards to resources for mental health. Because again, I do want to encourage any and everybody, if you are suffering from any type of mental illness, I do want to encourage you to get help. I do want to provide those resources to you. I do want to be able to provide that safe space for you. Now hiring bookworms like Courtney, a crew member at the Batesville McDonald's. McDonald's is great to college students because they actually offer tuition assistance. They've basically paid for what student loans couldn't cover. We're hiring people like Courtney who are passionate about what they do. Our benefits include tuition assistance, flexible hours, paid time off, free employee meals, and more. At McDonald's, the crew is the special sauce. Join us. Apply now at McDonald'sHiresOhio.com. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. If you don't, if you can't talk to anybody else, I'm always available. If you need to laugh, call me. If you need to cry, if you just need to get on the phone or whatever the situation is, I want to be that safe space for you as well. You know, I don't want it to turn into trauma bonding, but I do want to be able to create a safe space for people where we're able to talk. Hence, here's Black Girl Interrupted. So, um, oh gosh, I do have, uh, one more video that I do want to play um, as we get ready to collectively bring the show to a close. Um, so this is the last video and it is uh, very powerful. So let me put the trigger warning up there. If you are easily triggered, um, again, you're more than welcome to leave the live. Uh, no problem. I do understand and I do absolutely respect. Um, but again, this is a, a conversation that is much needed. And we have to continue to have, especially in regards to mental health. So sit tight. Here's the video. And then we're going to go in um, as we get ready to bring the episode to a close. As we continue our A Turning Point series this February, we're focusing on Black History Month with a special spotlight on health and wellness. Recently, we've told you about some high-profile African-Americans who have died by suicide. Tonight, we take a look at what's impacting increasing suicide rates in the black community. Brandon Simmons shares the advice of experts and has some advice from parents who lost their own son. A warning, this may be difficult to watch. And as far as doing anything different, honestly, I don't know. 
When you lose a child to suicide, it comes with a feeling of guilt and unbearable pain. That's how Steve and Angelique Young described losing their son, Steve Tate. For a while, I felt guilty. Like, what more could I have done? And then I talked to my pastor, and, and you know, he told me I raised them as best as I could. Steve's first public battles with depression began in his early 20s. His family seeking mental help for him after an unsuccessful suicide attempt. They thought things had improved, but five years later, with no warning signs, Steve took his own life in 2017. It was a whirlwind of things that got to him emotionally and, you know, took him down the, back to the depressed the depression stage. He was 27 years old, just one year older than Ian Alexander Jr., son of Regina King, who recently took his own life, and a few years younger than Miss USA 2019, Chesley Christ, who died by suicide last month at age 30. All three in the age range where African-Americans are most likely to die by suicide. This chart from the Suicide Prevention Center illustrating suicide rates of blacks, indicated in blue, are highest amongst 25 to 34 year olds before declining. Suicide rates peaking much earlier in life than other populations. Some of those risk factors that put anyone at risk for suicide are higher in the black community. Dr. Marshina Murray is a clinical psychologist at Metro Health. There is a link between trauma or PTSD and suicide. And we think about how black people experience trauma in this country, um, in their neighborhoods, in their communities. It's at a much higher rate. Add to it economic and social determinants. Access to black people having resources, transportation, insurance, all those things get in the way whenever people are trying to access mental health services. When it's all said and done, only one in three blacks receive the mental health they need. And Dr. Murray says those that do still face barriers, including increased odds of misdiagnosis and the inability to relate to their therapists. Only 4% of clinical psychologists are black. When we're thinking about mental health, when we think about the things that you could that black people will bring to therapy, the racial discrimination and wanting to feel understood, they really need providers that look like them. Regardless of the circumstances, the youngs and experts agree. If you think a family member needs help, and more importantly, if they're saying they have a problem, don't downplay it. Listen and get professional help. Don't feed into the stereotypes of you're strong, you can handle it. You got this. You're not supposed to cry. It's really a huge problem that must be addressed. I'm Brandon Simmons, 3 News. So you hear that? Exactly the same thing that I stressed. We have to start taking mental health seriously, y'all. We, we have to stop playing it, downplaying it. We have to Start paying attention. They lost their son, who they thought had gotten better, and with no warning, took his life. I go into the last question of the night before I roll into the final thoughts and, and talk about any upcoming episodes for Black Girl Interrupted. These may be some very, very, very harsh, harsh questions, but you need to ask them. 
When you speak to someone who's considering suicide, you need to ask him, do you have everything you need to, to go through with this? How do you intend on doing this? I know y'all are like, oh my God, why would you say? Those are the questions you need to ask. How do you plan on carrying out this plan? Ask them that. What plan do you have in regards to taking your life? Are you going to do it by, by gun? Are you going to do it by pills? Are, what are you going to do? Are you going to slit your wrist? Excuse me, y'all. Trigger warning. Trigger, trigger warning. You need to ask those questions. When do you plan on doing this? Do you have a date set? I know it sounds harsh. I know it does. But you're going to get him to thinking. Do I really have this planned out? This is really not as easy as I thought it was going to be. But you also address them with compassion. You address them with empathy. With love. With no judgment. Because we're so, we're so quick to judge people. And downplay how they really truly feel. When really we need to be listening. They're telling you. I want to die. I'm ready for my life to be over. They've told you in so many ways. But we've downplayed. We have to start taking suicide seriously. We have to start paying attention to the signs and the symptoms. If a person you know that has always been happy and, and exciting their whole entire life, and then all of a sudden, over the next couple of months, they're not as fun anymore, they're not as ex excited about whatever it is that they're doing, you need to check on them. Let them know, I got you. Let them know. I'm here if you need me. But you meet them with love, empathy, and compassion. That's how you need to speak to them. Then you ask them, well, how do you plan on doing this? Do you have a date set? Ask them, why do you feel like suicide is the only way out? Ask those questions. We have to do that. I wish someone would have done that for me. Because suicide is, attempting suicide is not easy. I didn't have it planned out. I just was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to swallow all these pills. And I'm going to lay down and go to sleep and I'm never going to wake up. I just woke up one day. But I think the grace of God, I thank God for allowing me to continue to still be here. So the next time you hear a person say, well, I'm depressed. I'm ready to end my life. 
But then sometimes you have some people that do it without warning. Let me go and, and discuss the upcoming episodes. Well, you know, let me go into my final thoughts. Tonight's episode was absolutely much needed. Suicide is on the rise in the black community and we're not talking about it enough. We only talk about it when we see it. And then once we see it, we go back to our regular everyday lives. We're not talking about this. We're not stressing and pushing how imperative it is for the resources for mental illness. We're not stressing that. We're not, we're not discussing that. We're not talking about it. And we need, to, we need to talk about that because this could be your loved one who's thinking and, and contemplating. Set those boundaries, but still be available. Show empathy. Show compassion, love, sincerity to a person that's battling with mental illness. Stop being so quick to judge. Because this could be your loved one. You know, you could want someone to be doing this for your loved one or maybe even for you. I want you to know suicide is not the only way to get rid of the pain. I know it may seem like it is, but it's not. And again, y'all, I'm only speaking for me. You know, I'm, I'm not speaking for anybody else. I'm only talking for, for Ashley. If you have any resources, provide them. You know, we lack it. They've taken it away from us. They've, they've taken the funding when it comes to mental health. If it's available, take it. Utilize it. You know, I know what it's like to get down in those dark spaces. I know what it's like to feel like the only way out is death. I know it. But I'm here and I'm still standing. It wasn't my time to go. I still had some living to do. I still had my brothers and sisters that I needed to be here for, you know, and my children. I needed to be the voice for the voiceless, you know. And that's why I'm here today. That's why I'm back today. It's to be that voice for the ones that can't speak, the ones that are afraid to speak. I came to share my story. I shared my daughter's story. The hundreds and thousands of people 
who are battling depression, anxiety, PTSD, bipolar, schizophrenia, whatever mental illness. I came to tell your story. I came to let you know that there is help. There are resources. There are people around you that love you. There are people around you that want to see you make it. There are really people out here that really truly want to see you win. There are really truly people out here that want you to see the great in you, the best in you. We have to start taking mental illness real. We have to start protecting our mental, our physical, our emotional, our spiritual. We have to. I say that to say be selfish with yourself sometimes. It's okay to tell people no. Because I don't have a problem with telling people no. It's okay not to answer your phone. You don't owe anybody but yourself. Self-love comes first. When you take care of your mental, then you're able to take care of your emotional, your spiritual, and your physical. Because, see, when you think good, you speak good, you look good. You know. I'm learning. You know. So this episode helped me tonight. I'm learning. You only bec you become what you speak. So if you speak negative, you're going to be negative. If you speak positive over yourself, you're going to get positive results. So I'm learning. So tonight wasn't just about me. It was about the hundreds and thousands of people in the world that are dealing with mental illness. That's what it's about. I want y'all to know suicide is, is not the way. Think about the people you leave behind. Think about the people that you're hurting. There's countless people out here that love you. I love you. If no one has told you today, I love you. If no one has told you today, I'm proud of you. If no one has told you today, you can do anything you set your mind to, regardless of what anyone says, you can do it. If no one has told you today, don't give up. Anytime that you're given another day to wake up, that's another day to be better than what you were the day before. And I'm learning that. Give yourself the grace. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. Whatever emotion you're feeling, it's okay. Don't let anyone else tell you differently. Because I stopped letting people dictate how I'm supposed to feel on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm still grieving. Then I lost the woman that was like another mother to me. My niece. The countless other people that have passed in between that. And not only did they pass, but I lost me. So I'm here to get Ashley back. So I want you to reclaim, like what Maxine Waters say, reclaim your time. That's what I want you to do. So that was my final thought for tonight. <laughs> I didn't even post it. That was my final thought for tonight, y'all. I just gave it to y'all. I just gave it 
to you all in, in seven minutes, six minutes, however long it was that I was talking. I gave you my final thoughts. But I also want to um, post these resources. And then I do want to discuss uh, the return of Black Girl Interrupted, which will be very brief. Um, here's a link that was the... Oh, God. I should have remembered what it was. Um, hold on. I'm going to tell you all what it is. Hold on. I'm going to tell you what it is. Hold on. Let your girl give your girl some time. Hold on. Let me tell you what it is. A F S P. Oh, oh. I'm going to tell you what it is. Dot org. Okay, y'all. That is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um. Again, if you if you don't have a pen and some paper, uh, you could always go back and skip through to the end to the resources um, in regards to suicide. So that is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Excuse me. I also posted um, the blackmentalhealth.com forward slash suicide forward slash. That is um, also another source set of resources um, that I provided for. Uh, mental health for the black, for the African American community, black community, for the black men, black women, black boys, black girls. Again, uh, you can always go back and watch this episode um, to collectively get those those resources and the links that I did provide. Um, I also want to give you the National Suicide Prevention. Let me move this banner out of the way. Uh, the suicide prevention lifeline um, that says, uh, you know, if you are ever in a crisis, you can always call 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255 or always call 911. Uh, if you know anyone that is talking about or contemplating suicide, call 911. Get them to the closest hospital you can to get them the much needed help that they need. Um, I also want to post, excuse me, the uh, statewide um, crisis, how, uh, crisis line, um, and this is statewide. So if you know anyone that is ever in a mental health crisis and you can't get them to the hospital, please call the number that is um, posted on your screen, which is 1-855-CRISIS-1 or 855-274. 7471. Um, I do want you guys to be very proactive. Let me post this again. The resources that are offering free mental health resources. Again, you have Join Real, you have Talkspace, you have Simple Habit app. You have the again, I posted that the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You have Headspace, you have Join Tempest. Or you have the um, NAMI Communicate, which again is the National Alliance on Mental uh, Health Helpline. Take these resources, y'all. Provide those resources. Pass them on to anybody that could be suffering from mental illness. It could even be you. Take it for yourself. Make sure you get the much-needed help that you need. Um, because I do want you to continue to fight. I do want you to know that there is purpose in your pain. Um that you are here for a reason. God has you here for a reason. And I do want you to dig down and find it. Again, y'all, my inbox is always open. Um, 
Anybody that has my phone number, call me, send me a text. If you ever want to talk, um, I'm available. I am available. I'm here to listen. I'm here to, again, I'm here to laugh with you. I'm here to cry with you, joke with you, whatever it is you need to help you get through the day. I'm here for you for that. So on that note, uh, I do want to talk about the upcoming episodes for Black Girl Interrupted. Um, I have decided um, to bring Black Girl Interrupted back. I will be live again, officially, April 5th, um, of course, at 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, you guys know where I am. I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, uh, just type in Black Girl Interrupted. Excuse me. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, bring a friend. Uh, if you want to be a guest on any upcoming shows, uh, please shoot me an email. Let me go ahead and post it. Um, uh, I forgot. Let me go ahead and post uh, the email. Um, there is the email. Again, if you are interested in being a guest on Black Girl Interrupted, if there is a topic that you would like for me to discuss on Black Girl Interrupted, uh, please shoot me an email. Please give me anywhere from 24 to 72 hours to respond um, to your email. I will set up a Zoom meeting for us to talk, go over the episode, um, in regards to the questions that will be asked, so on and so forth. Um, oh God. So I do want to say this to you guys. I love y'all so, so, so much. Um, again, I appreciate the continuous love, the support that you guys always show me. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys April the 5th. Again, I have some great things that are coming up. Um, I actually, again, I have two interviews with two magazines in regards to Black Girl Interrupted. So, Yay for your girl. So although I have not been in front of the camera, I still have been working behind the scene and, you know, making genuine connections and networking and uh, trying to put some pieces together um, in regards to taking Black Girl Interrupted to the next level. Um, and on that note, uh, I want to shout out the 3D pop-up shop um, for having me on their show tonight. I look forward to collaborating with you ladies in future endeavors. Um, shout out to my brother, uh, Big Brother Will, aka uh, creator of the ADHD Hour podcast and the Black Milk podcast. Um, again, you can catch him on Sundays and Tuesdays on YouTube under those names. Um, shout out to my brother, Let's Get It GA. Thank you for the continuous love and support that you show me. Um, excuse me. Uh, shout out to my sister, uh, Ja. I love your girl. I appreciate everything that you do. Uh, thank you, Blackmail Podcast. Uh, but again, like I said, I may not have been in front of the camera, but again, I have been connecting and networking behind the scene. Uh, I Again, I want to say uh, shout out to Mama Nova. I love you. You will absolutely be missed. Uh, thank you for loving me the way that you have. Uh, and if you see my daddy up there in heaven, please give my daddy a hug and tell my daddy I love him and I miss him too. And I hope I am making you guys uh, proud of me by stepping back into my uh, safe space. Um, I do want to shout out my kids, uh, Ja'Cory, Jamari, Chase. Your mama loves you. Uh, thank you for being supportive of your mom. I know I've not been the best 
person. Uh, but just know, I, again, I'm still a work in progress. Um, shout out to my baby. My uh, I will not say his name, but you guys have seen a picture of him. Uh, shout out to my California king. Um, I love you so much, B. I do appreciate your love, your continuous support, um, and your encouragement. Um, and just shout out to everybody that's in my circle. I love you guys. Um, I will see you guys uh, back April the 5th, 8 p.m. Central Time, uh, 9 p.m. No, I, I may move the time up. Uh, but again, I will see you guys April the 5th. Stay tuned for the promos that I'm going to put out. Uh, any episodes that you missed, if you want to catch up, you know, you can always follow, you know, find them on Facebook. You can always go uh, look them up on YouTube under the same name, Black Girl Interrupted. So on that note, I love you guys. I am out of here. I will see you guys in what, two weeks, three, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> so I'm excited. So I love you guys. Again, I will see you guys April 5th, same time, same place. I hope everyone has a great night. Love you. Love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. See y'all around social media. But I got to get the hell out of here. I'm sleepy and I'm hungry. So love y'all. Have a good night. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel any time. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy.